BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Star Wars Hangout. The best Star Wars Hangout in the galaxy. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. I'm Ez. And I'm Lottie. And we are back with The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 8, Chapter 24, The Return. We've got a quick non-spoiler reaction, followed by that full spoiler reaction. We've got your transmissions. We know where this is going. We love it. So let's get after it. Let's go to Lottie. What were your first initial thoughts about this epic Mandalorian? I said epic. Mandalorian Season 3 finale. Okay, it's kind of non-spoiler, but there's a little bit of a spoiler if I say, Death okay. Gohan, I mean, Grogu, let's go. I was sitting on the floor yeah. in front of our couch. You know, sometimes, I don't know, you change positions when you're watching your show and you're yeah. so excited. And I sat on the floor, uh, slamming the carpet with my hands yelling, let's go, let's Grogu. Go. Let's so go, Grogu. That's my reaction. Go on. <laughs> I mean, Grogu. Yeah, I mean, who? The Spotchka is flowing, friends. This has been, this is our second viewing. I loved it. Loved it. Yes, I see the finger. Go. Okay, so I know you loved it, but I also know you told me. Uh-huh. I'm sorry for this. That's very German of me. You said, uh, it was not entirely what you expected it wasn't what i expected that's true i did say that you are calling <laughs> me out but upon the second viewing i i did like it i think that, that is the thing here's a lesson in star okay, wars okay. and it's a lesson just in terms of like all the stuff that we consume and we go kind of like uh, i don't know right just sometimes you got to sit with something for a little bit you know oh yeah you uh, have to yeah. sit with it because i remember when the hobby the, the hobby <laughs> The Spotchka is flowing, all right? So when when the Hobbit movies came out, people were kind of like, I'm not so sure. Over the years, those movies have grown on me, all right? Okay. Same thing happened with the Star Wars prequels. People, it comes out, people are like, I'm not so sure. Ahsoka shows up as Anakin.
Anakin's apprentice, and everyone's like, "Whoa, I don't think so." <laughs> and now she's one of the most beloved characters yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. So I did have a hot moment where I was sort of like, "Huh? What is it?" And I just sort of, I it was not even how I thought. Action, action, action. Let's go. Good action. Good things. Good moments. They're really good moments where I was like, "Wow, this yeah. is yep. the way." Yeah. And that is, it, uh, gosh, if we learned anything this whole season, it's like, that's real. It's been said in season one and season two, but season three really shows us that this is the way. Yeah. And that was, that's the whole point. I mean, I'm like, okay, got it. Sold me. Done. I understand. Yeah. Now, more about the man, more about Mandalorians than I've ever known. True. So mm-hmm. their culture, they've really done a good job of sort of explaining all of that. So let's just, all right, let's work from here on out where that's it guys. All right. So you heard as had a moment, all right, where I was sort of like, mm, what's going on here? I think my only thing was I was expecting. So now we're going for spoiler. Cause I want to say what I, what I thought maybe was what I, what I was expecting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So full spoilers here. I thought we were going to get like at the very end. I think the only thing that stopped me was at the very end. I thought before they cut to the credits, I was, go- I was waiting for a transmission to come in. You know, or something like he gets this like beep, 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 you know, and like he flips up the thing and it's like Ahsoka reaching yeah. out to him. Some tie in to the Ahsoka yeah. series, something like that. That was now it's all set there, though. It's all sitting there nice and pretty. We know it can go yes. that we know where it's going. But there's so. not yet a real hook, right? We're, it's kind of like nice, yeah. a nice wrap up of the season. Yeah. And I, that's why I liked it. There's, there's yes. As of now, not really any unresolved Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. problems or i mean it's good you know w- which way it's going what they're setting it up for yeah and we're yeah. going to talk about our um predictions later but uh, yeah there is no real hook at the end yeah right i think it was the only thing i was like oh wait a second but then after you sit with it for a bit you're like yeah this is its own thing right yeah. so these things have to sit out like on their own they've done one two three seasons now yeah and here we sit i mean now Grogu's adopted. We're good. We're we're on our little cabin. We're out of Navarro. We're doing our thing, and it just feels good. So you didn't need it. I, I sometimes think with Marvel, I watch a lot of Marvel movies, and at the end, they always have that little thing. You know, after the credits roll, you wait, you wait, you wait in the theater till the credits finish, and then there's that post credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe they're gonna do something like that. But uh, and they didn't. They didn't need it. It really did not need it. I think that was the only reason why you kind of caught me in a sort mm-hmm. of like, huh. Anything else? And that's it. Okay. So that was, that's just being, you know, completely transparent with everybody. <laughs> uh, so, but hey, uh, shout out to our Jedi Masters, Kayla, Amanda, Arna, Andrew. You guys are awesome. Anybody else who wants to join up, we're also bringing in some of our folks over from Shell Cottage Radio on May 26th. We are having a Spotchka hangout. <laughs> so don't miss that. The 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until the Spotchka runs out, friends. That's, that's yeah. how those things go. All right, so we'll be doing that. Looking forward to it. I think we're going to be, really for us, it's a celebration of getting through kind of a crazy transitional year for us. Yeah. <laughs> lots of moving, lots of different things, lots of schoolwork, lots of lots of stuff. So, And then also trying to maintain and just keep some content creation going. It's been wild. It's so, been wild, but it's been great. Fun. It's been it's yeah. been good, and so we want to celebrate that, and we want to we want to hang out with you guys, and it's just going to be fun to see old friends, meet new friends, and and all of that. So if you've never actually reached out and you want to, and you want to kind of come hang out, I mean seriously, uh, the links down in the description for that hangout. So just click it, come on over. We'd love to have you. So uh, speaking of that, let's get to our transmission real quick. I like doing these more at the top of the show, and Andrew reached out to us, lots of thoughts, and so this was before he always, he wrote that he wrote this before. This episode okay, came out, okay. so before the yeah. finale. And and the reason I want to read it is because he always lays down some really good stuff, you know? 
Here is a situation for you to think about. Hello, Ezen Lottie. I just finished listening to the newest podcast episode on the ride into work. I'm thinking about the word spies. Is it possible that Eliah Kane is a double agent, possibly working for Gideon and maybe for someone else on the Shadow Council? Pelion, Thrawn himself, or maybe even the armorer. Is Eliah Kane a bigger player than we even know? Whoa. Now, and I love Andrew for this. This is one of the reasons I love Andrew because he, like myself, <laughs> will go down some crazy rabbit holes. And I, I just think you have to. Is Maul really dead? Because uh, I think we brought up this last episode, like, the, like we were talking about Death Watch and the reference yeah. to Maul. And we're talking about, you know, um, like, like the little spikes on the uh, armorer's helmet and all that kind of stuff. We, we were going a little bit crazy. But uh, yeah, was it, is it possible that he might be brought back again? Any Anyway, um, are we looking at a mall reemergence that can either destroy Mandalore or lead to a victory through Death Watch? And that was that reference mm-hmm. to what is Death Watch? What is Mandalore trying to become? You know, okay. at the end, it was interesting because they're doing the ceremony. And if you saw all the different clan sort of banners, right, mm-hmm. they have all these different like uh, different tribes right there that are there being represented, different families. And so, yeah, what is what is that? Are they still fractured? Are they are they more united now or is there room for division i guess right so anyways moving mm-hmm. on here's the other, here's the other part to this in the high republic book series is there the santeca connection to the sequels can we also see a member of the graph family who was prominent in the high republic series also in one of the upcoming series that will be getting soon it's another connection which can be made from high republic all the way through to the sequels anyway just a couple of thoughts i'm looking forward to the mando season three finale i think we'll get some answers and also believe many more questions which is awesome like my younger son says why do they always leave us on a cliff (laughs) this is the way and may the force be with us all andrew that's so funny because we just said this time there was no huge cliff (laughs) although you know there is in terms of like yeah there's still a lot of questions right like true true yeah it's it's really not like a cliff it is some resolution but at the same time it's he's just left out there and we're like well wait isn't there stuff with Thrawn? Isn't there stuff oh, with... Oh, yeah, I know, I know. You know, brewing no questions direct... and stuff. But for these two characters, yeah. right, yeah, it seems like some good resolution, just going to be out there in the cabin on Navarro, <laughs> fishing, yep. feet up, watching the sunset, so felt really good. Shout out to the Mandalorian Jedi for this comic book recommendation. Had no clue this was out there. If you get a chance, click on this link, okay? This is Ewoks, baby. This is what I'm talking about. This is, I I didn't even know this was a thing. So this is sort of, I think a few artists are kind of coming together and they're releasing a uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi comic. And basically it's sort of the events of Return of the Jedi, the, the, the battle for the Force Moon of Endor. It's showing you really through their eyes, I guess, sort of what happened in that battle. So that just recently came out. I got to get my hands on it. And as many of you know, I'm a huge Ewok fan. That's just all there is to say. I freaking love Ewoks. And so with Return of the Jedi having sort of its anniversary this year, that was the big play over at Star Wars Celebration where they had panels on it and everything. By the way, that Return of the Jedi panel was was awesome, but it was also a little bit just, it was a, bu- <laughs> they have, a, they, there was some, there was some awkwardness on the stage. If you get a chance, you want a good laugh, good laugh go, go watch that. But they're, they're all great. And I, I love Return of the Jedi. It's one of my favorite, it is my favorite Star Wars movie. And so to see the, the Ewok uh, comic coming out, mm-hmm. I was like, let's go. It just looks awesome. So. Yeah, so the cover yeah. of this, and this I don't know if this is just a um, like concept art cover or if this is a, the official cover that we're going to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a giant, not a giant Ewok. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be. I, hold on a second. <laughs> no, if no, you no, go no. look at this, no, no, no. I mean, there like are a, giants a close on the... close-up shot. Okay, yes. The most, the biggest part of the 
cover is the Ewok's head, and we see yeah, his yeah. face, and there's flames in his eyes. Yeah. So that's yeah. crazy. That's kind of cool. They're right. very different. So the description of this, so tales of the Ewoks on the on the moon of Endor occupied by a species called Ewoks, a group of these uh, stout creatures has gathered around the fire to recount tales, triumphs, defeat, and horror. In the art-forward manner of storytelling, watch an eclectic group of artists interpret the stories from the unique minds of Ewoks in a manner only they can envision. So oh. this is sort of, yeah, they're, they're telling the story around a fire and recounting some of these old things that happened years ago, this 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 event that happened in their lore, I guess. Okay. I, is what it seems like, which is it's just fitting. You're recalling, you're sort of, um, yeah. It's it's a throwback to Return of the Jedi, yeah. The Ewoks and it's a, and it's a big, love it. yeah. It's a big event in their history, probably. Yeah, what's well, really cool too. You look at look at that font. So Star Wars Ewoks. That's mm-hmm. there was an old cartoon and comic book series, and that's the exact font mm-hmm. that they used back then. So that's a, a cool connection to an older series there. But yeah, just great. So very nice. All right, like I said, Spotch is flowing. I don't know if you guys can tell it this episode or not, but uh, let's dive into the return. Not the return of the Jedi, the return of Moff Gideon. Holy smokes, guys. This was this was wild. This was great. I mean, this is like he's, he's in full sort of battle mode. We see him stepping up here. They're getting in big fights. He and Bo-Katan, Din Djarin, Grogu. Or is the return of Grogu? I don't even... What? I thought it was the return of the Mandalorian. Okay, man, probably. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> more what it, That's probably what it is, right? Uh, yeah, the return of Mandalore. All right, let's get that right as. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, this was epic, though. There was so much action to start this thing off. Oh, I Just, know. Right away, we jump yeah. into the action. That's great. It was great. We needed that. I mean, we, yeah. we really did. We had a lot last episode as well, too. And this made me think, um, Katie Sackhoff sort of said at Celebration that we shot so much. I know. There were so many things left to be seen, and we get to see them. It was... Um, action-packed and i just felt like yeah i mean it's the mandalorians are stronger together they don't need their trinkets we got past the dark saber yeah. that's not something that you know as, as din said to Bo, like man, her song has not yet completely written there's mm-hmm. he will follow her he's going to what he values is her leadership right yeah yes. the, her value what, what does she value i mean like it's not about just whoever can wield the saber it's a problem they have and they've had to grow beyond that and that's right. what they've that's what this episode really showed is that they're all fighting together yeah. last episode as andrew's transmission sort of pointed out we were we were looking for spies in all duran places i know this whole big debate among fans Crazy. about the spy the yeah, second yeah. spy of the previous episode but they didn't give us a second spy so interesting thought that she yeah. elia is might be a double, double agent, agent and yeah so she's two spies in one person. i'll go ahead, i'll go ahead and say it star wars theory you were wrong all right, so <laughs> we, we watch those. He was you, so certain that it's going to be the armor. But. He said, "Hey, look, I know the spot. Here, here they are. I'm going to tell you who they are." And he was wrong. Yeah, that's mm. it's great though, isn't that awesome? I mean, sometimes we want to be wrong. Like sometimes we yes. we have these oh, ideas. Oh yeah, in this case. And, yeah, yeah. The armor, Casca, and Axe were all fighting on the Mandalorian side all together. Yeah. That was yeah. the whole point. Was the unification of the Mandalorians made them stronger, made them or helped them get their their planet back. Yeah. So which was epic. Yeah. 
So um, we had so remember last episode, uh, Axe Wolves. He goes he goes up and he gets the fleet ready to go. Yeah. I mean, they were going to get taken out. They had their one light cruiser as well as their own fighters, and uh, he quickly goes up there. And it does feel like any time that he's on that light cruiser, it looks like a Star Trek reference where he's <laughs> in like the captain's seat and he's going to go down with the ship or whatever. Always feel, it feels it seems kind of weird. Uh, people have pointed that out or whatever, and Captain and that's. Kirk. Yeah, that's sort of a thing in, in Star Trek is going down with the ship, right? You know, uh, everybody else out of there and the captain's going down with it. But anyway, that was cool. He got everybody out of there and they came flying down. It also creates a nice little dilemma. There's not a direct communication between um, the surface and space, right? Mm-hmm. They can't talk True. because of all that electromagnetic interference, that cloud cover, that storm. So that's been interesting because it, until he gets back through that, he can't explain what he's doing. Yeah. So they're still fighting Moff Gideon and he's bringing the light cruiser in there he's he knows they have jetpacks and he knows they can get mm-hmm. out so yeah he's, he's going uh, go, going crazy but now the beginning of this though so we were worried about Din going to the interrogation room there was never an interrogation no happening. not 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 on Din Grogu's nope. watch no nope. Din Grogu I said it. <laughs> all right you guys say it too say it with me Din, Din Grogu. Grogu yes um <laughs> So, yeah, he steps up and uh, is able to... Well, and R5. R5, oh my. Yeah, (laughs) that was... I love R5. I love it. I've always loved these little kind of obscure background characters or characters that had one or two scenes in the originals that they're like, we're going to take that and we're going to make that... We're going to... We're going to... I don't, amplify it right yeah, look yeah. at look at so Eli Kane is there for a split you know a few shots or whatever here and there uh, as a communications officer mm-hmm. now she is like running the freaking show double agent possibly we're not sure what's going on with Eli Kane and you look back at R5 and you think all right cool it's nice they brought him in with Pelimato and yeah. he's there he's got a map of of Mos Pelga or wherever the heck they were and now R5 is on this mission and yeah. he's you know he's, he's he's talking to to mando and he's, he's trying to he doesn't yeah, yeah. It, it just makes you feel like even more that everyone every character has a story yes just how it is yes. in real life you know everyone has a story yep exactly and you know this this whole story by the way was sort of born out of the idea that you had a bounty hunter named boba fett yeah and not much was known about that character. He doesn't. He only has a couple different lines. He's seen for just a few different shots, and people are like, "That guy's awesome. <laughs> He's awesome." And so they make a whole book series out of him. It grows to this huge sort of lore, and it's just a big deal in the fandom. So much to the point, and so early on that they did their holiday special, and they had some of. Uh, I think it's introduced and kind of starts with. I could be wrong about this, but it's Boba Fett out there on riding the Mythosaur and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just this crazy. Yeah, he's anyway. riding the Mythosaur. I, it's some cartoon. I, you guys, t- <laughs> anybody got more information on that? I don't. I don't have it pulled up in front of me right now. But yeah, cool. I th- it's something. Yeah, and. Anyway, so even back then in the early stages, it was a big deal. So George, by the time he gets around, George Lucas gets to, to, to writing Phantom Menace and going into Attack of the Clones. He's pulling out like Django Fett, which is Boba Fett's father, and making him <laughs> the biggest deal in the entire freaking galaxy. Yeah. He's the, like, right? He, I mean, he essentially is the, uh, what do you call him? Like, the clones are created from him. And now yeah, Boba yeah. Fett essentially is all of those clone troopers, right? I mean, they're all separate, I know, but yeah. like, yeah. So turned into a really big deal. So that's what Star Wars does. It takes a character like R5 yes. and says, guess and what? You're up. 
It's I your know. time. And you even made that connection of the barrier shields that kind of separate mm. Um, mm. Din from, from yeah. the yeah, yeah. main door that he needs to right. get through, right? And right. Then, so when R5 is, is, is he, the ray shields are up there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because I showed you. I said, hey, this is why we will do a second re- uh, rewatch of the entire series because, gosh, Lottie hasn't seen that since... I mean, probably a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Longer, right? I mean, longer, longer. So, sometimes I throw up like just sometimes I throw up. That <laughs> sounded gross and terrible. I'm so sorry. The spotka is flowing. Uh, That's why he throws up. Sometimes. <laughs> What's going on with me this episode? No, sometimes I toss up on the TV uh, just to just a random. <laughs> I, just, I toss up a random episode and I haven't tossed up episode one in quite a while. Typically for me, it's Return of the Jedi. That's my comfort food. That's what I go to and yeah. maybe empire strikes back or gosh i don't know revenge of the sith is really good too so we rebels, need to re-watch rebels is what i like to just binge watch again and again and again because i love it so much yeah um but we need to rewatch that again because i said to you like hey the ray shields that 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 totally looks like the ray shields mm-hmm. on naboo and when when qui-gon is running through there and he's fighting darth maul and, and obi-wan's cut off and you're like huh and I was like, oh, yeah. And then as soon as I showed it to you, you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was really neat that he had to kind of go through those one by one. R5's helping him uh, get through. He doesn't speak binary, so he can't even talk to the droid. It's like, uh, I don't know what you're saying, buddy. Just send me the map, all right? Yeah. And I'm trusting. I'm counting on you here, okay? So it's a little corny, but. It's a translator. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Translator droid. Right, right. So. Uh, okay. What else? I love that they're saying Imperial Remnant and they've been calling these, yeah. they're, they're finally more officially embracing. I, I, I don't remember when we first started Mandalorian, I can't remember, it's been a bit, but like if they actually called them the Imperial Remnant, but they're really calling them the Imperial Remnant now. We're right. getting a lot of these references. Uh, Lottie's been listening to Heir to the Empire, the Thrawn trilogy. Every day to work, we're, we're listening mm-hmm. to that, and it's just freaking great. And so to hear the Imperial Remnant mm-hmm. mentioned again, see Shadow Council, Captain Pelion, make the connections to Thrawn, heir to the Empire, it's happening. I know, and it's we awesome. see uh, in the next room, we actually see that Gideon was producing clones of himself, and so uh, much, so, yep. so much to, you know, cloning is your thing, not mine. That he said to to. Hux. He's a liar. Yeah. He's absolutely lying. He's been lying to us, and so he wanted to create the perfect version of himself yes. like with with yes. the force right with the force yeah. that was the one thing that he's missing so uh yeah that's that's been an interesting thing and, and so going back to remember i told you so when, well we were, we were sort of reading heir to the empire yeah and jeruus sabayoth master sabayoth is actually a clone of joris sabayoth oh, where we yeah, talked about yeah, the, the yeah. dark jedi yes. who is the guardian there at mount tantis mm-hmm. and on wayland so you have now Moff Gideon. So they're taking bits and pieces of that, and and there's even there's more to it than that. I don't want to spoil any of. Um, we've been having a fun time reading Heir to the Empire, but you guys who are listening and have read that series, you'll know that there's a really really big connection to all of those cloning tanks that we saw, and that might give it away right there. There's a big <laughs> connection to all of these cloning tanks. There. All right. That's yeah, all I'm gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, that was that. That's been really fun. But uh, what else we got here? So yeah, yeah, that was. It was just really cool to see that he is, boy, he's hurt, by the way, when those clones are destroyed. Oh, yeah. Moff Gideon's upset. He is ticked. But, yep. hey, man, I mean, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? right. <laughs> so spread your clones around. This is cool, though. They've been building this, and he's, Mandalore is something he's been interested in, and he's he's got a history with Bo-Katan. You can tell that. So the fact oh, that yeah. he's he's here, and he's taking things from different cultures, and he's trying to create, build himself up into 
kind of as he said at the Shadow Council, like he, we need new leadership. He wants to be that new leader, right. right? He wants to be able to use the force or have clones or people who obey him that use the force, etc. And he's working on that. Yes. Isn't that weird, though, to produce clones of yourself, but that's not actually you. Your consciousness mm. is still in your own. Yeah. Yep. You know, so, what Do you think he would have kind of downloaded his consciousness into one of the clones or oh i don't know so that's that's like do the dirty work that's like project necromancer which is where where when you you are transferring your essence essence to a host that can um yeah that, that you that has the potential to wield and use the force like that's yeah. sort of what palpatine was trying right. to do and that's where that project project necromancer is going mm-hmm. uh even when they suggest new leadership that's what huck says well this is what that program's for is to resurrect our old leader Re- flat right. out it's to resurrect him and moff gideon though i think what he was doing i could be wrong but it, it feels like he was just going to control these clones like a little mini army i mean there was right, how many right. clones like 12 right so he's still sort of the superior being in terms of like his intellect and he brought this to be and he has control mm-hmm. over it is the creator of it right okay. created these clones and that's yeah. where i think he he you know would have the feel like he was he was powerful um even yeah. though they can wield the force and could turn on him but there's i mean the clones they had a a chip right the inhibitor chip that they had to listen to order 66 True. order mm-hmm. 66 comes along and that's execute order 66 they can't do anything about it even though rex loved ahsoka and was close with her he yeah. turned for a hot second. He resisted for just long enough so she could get away. That that was that showed how strong their bond was that they were able to kind of resist there, but it takes a lot. So, I feel like he would have something there to help with control. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just as I'm we're clicking through here, I just see R5 again and I just want to throw out like all those little um the the little like mouse droids that were coming up and surrounding him oh, and attacking him. That. that was hilarious. That I was, was like, "Get great. out." I was, I, I was yelling. I was like, "Get out of there, R5. Get out of there." <laughs> He it, was, was, it was almost sad that they didn't have anything yeah. bigger to to kind of you know, oh, that was fight enough. any intruders. Well, no, but that was enough. I mean, because he's scared. R5's a little bit nervous. Like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? Get out of here. So, yeah, he, he rolls out. But, um, yeah, the tanks, when we first get in there, too, you couldn't tell it was Moff Gideon. It took a sec until... I know. Yeah, so that was clever. Definitely yep. clever. So And then... Din and Moff Gideon, his it's not his first name, Moff, it's his title, no, right? No, no, his title, okay, so, yes, yep. So Gideon and Din were fighting for a little bit, but it was not their battle. No. It was Gideon and Bo-Katan's battle. Yes, 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 yes. And I love that, so all of that is going down in the sky there. We see them fighting the Imperials. Um, the armorer is fighting. You I get, know, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, she's, ki- she's kicking butt. I mean, mm-hmm. she's absolutely kicking butt. I thought it was cool that Bo was using the Darksaber, too, the whole time. She's... <sighs> Leading them into battle. With but her. why did Gideon only pull his weapon when when uh, Bo-Katan came? Well, yeah. He, he could have fought with that weapon. Felt I mean, like he, he didn't doesn't, need it. He doesn't feel like a person who's like, oh, okay, you don't have a weapon, so I'm not going to pull mine. That's true. Yeah. It just, <laughs> so it's, that was it's one of those odd. corny, it's a corny yeah. epic reveal, sort of like, oh, you have a weapon? Well, check <laughs> out this weapon. All right. Check out my weapon. There's my weapon. You're, yeah. All right. I mean, that could have, that was going dark side fast. But um, yeah, so that was, that was really, yeah, it was. It was an epic fight that she, so when Din is fighting and, all, and you got Grogu hiding back there or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, versus the Praetorian guards that he fights. I know. Which are scary. Which are which are definitely scary. And then Grogu comes to the no. rescue. No. 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 
No. Not my dad. Not my dad. I am here and I'm not. Epic. I know. I was losing my mind. Din Gohan. I mean, Din Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was really, it was really cool. So he comes out there and he's like running back and I'm like, oh God. I was like, what? I mean, you you know, he's not going to get hurt. I felt like something's going to happen. He's just going to, he has the force. We know that. Yeah. To, to what extent is he going? Are we going to see him mm-hmm. use it? And the fact that he was hopping around, I was like, "That's like Yoda. Yeah, that's like Yoda in episode two his style. Yeah, boom, just doing like I mean, just jumping from here to there, ledge to ledge, and then he's up on that little apparatus, running around, and they're they're swiping at him. I was like, "Oh man!" And it's just little force moves that helped in get the momentum on his side. Yeah, and yes. Just you know, steals his weapons or moves them around too. So that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then, oh, wait, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. Too oh, go ahead. No, we're just jumping around here. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, before we get to that epic scene that I want to talk about mm-hmm. with Grogu, Bo, and, and Din, yeah. uh, the Darksaber is destroyed, and we talked about this at the beginning a little bit. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But Din already explained to Bo-Katan in a previous episode, to his people, it doesn't matter. Yes, what, right. You know, what really matters is like a true leader with honor, integrity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what Moff Gideon doesn't understand. The people of Mandalore have evolved, has evolved. Yeah, like, right, right. He, 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 they together, they yeah. came together and they have evolved beyond this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. materialistic view of... Yeah. You know, the lightsaber and power. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so when he's talking to Elijah Kane, yeah, it's obvious that he he's not understanding the evolution of the Mandalorians. Yeah. That's yeah. What right. Because right there he's, he's sort of seeing, oh, yeah, shoot. Like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right. And you know who would have? Who? Thrawn. Thrawn. Yes. Thrawn would have anticipated that he would have seen it coming in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So, man. Yeah, he definitely. And that's that's. That's awesome. That's the whole point. That's why Moff Gideon is sort of a, he's a big boss, but he's not the big boss. No, yeah. So, yeah. It's not enough. Sorry. <laughs> right. Right. So, man, I mean, yeah, because they've, they've come together and they've moved beyond this stuff. And like this whole episode, there's a couple of those lines where they're talking about, yeah, we're stronger together. Uh, right, Bo, Bo-Katan says it, yep. Yeah, and she sees them down there. She sees the fight going on. She's just made some epic move where I think she used, I don't know if that was her or Costco, where she shot like little missiles out of her knee pads or something. Uh, like, yeah. like when she, yeah, it was a, just a cool sequence. And she sees them struggling, and she's just like, boom. She flies in there and just knocks Moff Gideon down. And it's just, uh, yeah, that's when that's when her fight sort of starts. I know. And she like, go save your kid. I and you're know. like, yes, okay. Because <laughs> he's struck. We just saw Grogu get like, pinned down by the metal yeah yeah. and so then in he goes and then grogu's doing little things like it doesn't have to be big but when someone's reaching to get their weapon before someone else and you just move it with the force and you're like oh (laughs) that it throws you yeah because you know they can get that weapon first and then maybe strike you but he is able to use the force in subtle small ways he did a couple pretty big force pushes here and there that uh we're we're, we're awesome we're building up to the big moment (laughs) but um yeah, so so that was really cool to see him helping and fighting and all of them working together because Moff Gideon's suit is, and I don't want to, I don't want to under, uh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to, I want to give it its its due because yeah. he's built this new suit and everything. You can hear the gears working in that suit as yeah. he punches and as he has more power and more muscle. Like you can't really fight against that if he gets a hold of you. Really, you got to okay. get out of that grip. And then you've got to move away and counter because he just has so much power in that suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tough. And then any any hit you get on him, he's he's got Beskar armor, mm-hmm. right? So he's he's incorporated that. Can't really shoot him. Can't, I mean, the only hope was the dark saber, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so as she's swinging that, I mean, she's making a couple, you know, in, indents here and there, but not really. Yeah. So, and then once he gets hold of her hand, he just, I mean, I'm pretty sure she broke her hand, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The hand is broke and uh, so is the Darksaber. So we'll need some time to recover there. But yeah, I mean, it was, and that all leads us up to a pretty epic freaking moment. So the Praetorian Guards are taken care of by Din uh, and Grogu, Din Grogu. They do a <laughs> wonderful job in there fighting them. And, uh, oh, oh, no, what I would mention, the blaster shots. Remember I said, don't only forget this, the sound effects on this. Oh, yeah, yeah, With the blaster shot from, from Mando. I just am like, go back and listen to this episode and listen to the sound effects from all the different types of, of blaster shots or, or laser cannons or, or igniting of, of any sort of weapon. It, it just sounds so good. And then the yeah. thunder is like rumbling behind all of that, mm-hmm. which is epic because you've got the storm up there and then you've got this ship that's coming down as well and it's 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 making noise. So it, it all just builds for a really high energy, high intense moment, right? And yes. I just, I loved it. So, and when Axe Wolves comes through that barrier, he's telling just people what's up. I that, yes. He's yeah. warning his people, get out of there. It's going to get hot. Yeah. And he even gets out of there. It so. was already hot when Bo-Katan <laughs> was fighting Moff Gideon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, goodness. This, I, I'm worried this podcast is going to go dark side soon. But um, yeah, hand over the dark saber and I will give you a warrior's death. Yeah. Heck no. And that's when she does that like battle cry. She's like, ah, it just comes in there. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, that part. See, that, that was the... All of this for me was really good. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. It's really the kind of the epilogue of this season where I was sort of mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, okay. We're set, <laughs> you're slowing me. You're slowing my roll because I was on such a an enormous high. And, mm-hmm. and it all builds to this moment with Grogu. Yeah. Then Grogu. And they're sliding in there to protect him. The yeah. the light cruiser's coming down. Moff Gideon's getting shot, getting blasted back. And... Mandalorians are stronger together. Can't say it enough. Just the shots coming out. Grogu coming out. It's three on one now. Yeah. And then comes the light cruiser. Flames. You said you had questions. I don't know if you yes. if that was about this part or if it was about later Absolutely. on. Is it about this part? Okay. Yes. So I wrote down, Grogu pulls an epic Kanan mm. move. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Saving his daddy and mommy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. Daddy no. and mommy were there. <laughs> that is flat out. I don't know if anybody else is, is shipping that, but I mean, they are like... Oh, I know. She said it... Uh, um What's her name? Oh, it's Celebration. Yes. Ka- Katie Sackhoff. Katie she did, said it herself. Yes. Like, mommy Mando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, but that leads me to a question. Uh-huh. Do yes. you think, or two questions, do you think Grogu is already stronger in the Force than Kanan was? I thought you were going to ask that. I really did. I, I it, Because it seems similar, but the only major difference here is that Grogu has everyone around him who he wants to protect. They're mm-hmm. all around him and he creates a Force barrier that yeah. includes them because they're closer in proximity. Kanan's issue is that like th- what's erupting around him are fuel cells. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue for much longer okay. than what Grogu had the to flames, deal with. Yeah. And so as not only was he creating a force barrier here, and people can argue with it. I, I want to know mm-hmm. what you guys think because this is a great question. Like it's very similar to the Kanan Jarrus moment where Kanan is protecting um, Hera and Ezra and Sabine and everyone, but they're... They're on the ship, and if you watch, what he does is he, I mean, Hera runs to him, and not only is he using the Force to stop the blast, but he is reaching back to stop Hera. Yeah. 
and then simultaneously he force pushes Hera back to Ezra and then he will turn and with his last efforts mm-hmm. he contains the flames behind him and he bla- and he push force pushes the ship and all of his friends away from a blast that was going to continue yeah. for far too long so that's I knew you were going to ask that question because it's it is very similar and I wouldn't I would say Grogu is close yeah. I would say he's close and he maybe could have. It's just a different yeah. situation, different circumstance. But he sure, I wouldn't, yeah, because yeah. strong in the force is Den Grogu. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. They might not be as far developed, like controlled as Kanan, because Kanan had longer. Yes, I mean, yes. I guess he didn't because Grogu is over 50 years old. Yeah, but. he but didn't train until just recently so yeah 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 and, and with it, it also i think when you think of the training and stuff too it comes down it, you know age doesn't there are some uh species who they mature a little faster yeah his and, maturity level is definitely lower right yeah. so they're understanding in the way that their minds develop and the way that they can can use the force mm-hmm. uh evolves and in overcoming fear and some of the things like like Grogu is still afraid. He, there's still a yeah, lot of things. Not yeah. that uh, not that other Jedi aren't. It's just that like I mean, he's he still, still has a child, a baby, he's, he's the toddler. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yes, definitely, definitely trained and strong in the ways of the Force. And he, a lot of times, the when he uses the Force, it is what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In these emotional, high-intensity yes. moments. That's why I always call him Gohan. That's exactly what Gohan yeah. was. He yeah. was the most powerful, but he needed some trigger. Yeah, yeah, for emotional sure. Emotional trigger, yeah. Right. <laughs> So he'll grow beyond that, and I'm looking. I really hope Grogu is going to be in like the Ray show or something oh, down the goodness. line, and it's going to, yeah, yeah. In like his Mandalorian armor, or <laughs> is he getting a helmet? I mean, I think so. He's upgraded to apprentice. Yeah, he's been adopted. He is a Mandalorian now. How how cool was that though to see him adopted? I know. I, I felt like that was really neat because he does not know where his family is. He, he I yeah. mean, he's lost his family in terms of his Jedi. Yeah friends yeah and, and, and everybody and, always saw him as as din's son but yes. like to hear it officially and this right, is formally. now mm-hmm. my son on paper <laughs> yeah or i don't know no 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 really it, it was but, yeah. well because because paz paz dies and his son in this ceremony uh ragnar mm-hmm. he is the one who go he, he takes the creed and so yeah. to see him take the creed when his father has passed and then to see din uh adopt grogu who who really officially he's just been with him he's just been with him he's taking care of him go save your kid yeah we know that's his kid but it needed to be official and now it is yes so that feels that feels good you know you could be fostering someone as he was for a while and then the adoption becomes complete and i feel like for a lot of people and a lot of my friends who have heard gone through that process or whatever that is such an awesome joyful moment for them so the fact that it's in star wars and i mean grogu's reaction was so cute he's like oh 
Yeah. Like, yeah. You want to adopt me? Oh, that's so great. Um, He's adorable. We yeah. see him. I don't know. He looks at the water almost like he can. Oh, he can sense the mythosaur. The, I was going to say, can can he feel the mythosaur? And is the mythosaur, mythosaur yeah. like a force sensitive creature like Bendu or the Purgle or. Yeah. Oh, like the Purgle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would say there is some sort of wisdom and understanding mm-hmm. or something from that creature. I really don't know. It's all a myth. It it's... could be. I mean, the myth is. <laughs> uh, it could be like Ezra had that connection with any kind of animals or beings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe Grogu has a connection like that. Yeah, he yeah. definitely has that connection with food. <laughs> yeah, he does. He um, does. It's great. Well, I, I would say some Jedi have a more. They're more uh, sensitive. They have different. Um, powers yeah so stronger in some areas than others right. right so you had some that were great healers and some that were better with um lightsaber combat etc blah blah mm-hmm. blah so yeah grogu probably does he can feel a great presence down yes. down I, there. I think so too yeah it, they definitely made it seem like that yeah right they're reminding us that the mythosaur is there and that mm-hmm. these people have returned to i feel like they are returning to the ancient way of mandalore with a new sort of unified front moving forward yeah. right because because Bo walks both worlds and they you saw at the end as they did their ceremony there some wearing helmets some not wearing helmets yeah. but what they found is common ground right and they, they found a way to be together i, so. I wanted like the first time we watched the episode i wanted another speech from Bo-Katan. But yeah, okay. watching it yeah. a second time i didn't really miss it so i don't know I'm, yeah I'm, sometimes I'm those okay. can be a little corny that's but, why, yes, that's what I thought the second time. I was like, no, that's actually fine. That right. way they, right. they edit it, yeah. So, uh, now, hey, we, we get a chance, though, to pop over here, and Captain uh, Captain Tava is, is here. Carson is back. Yes. Uh, we go to meet up with the New Republic because, essentially, now that Grogu, Din Grogu, is an apprentice, he will have to learn. There are many things mm-hmm. still yet that he needs that he needs to learn. So uh, Mando is going to take him around. He's going to take him on adventures, and yep. he wants select assignments. He wants to help the New Republic. The New Republic has helped them in some ways, and this is his guy. They've had a back-and-forth relationship. It's cool because we've seen this developed. He's been essentially the cop that pulls him over. He's the X-Wing pilot that has pulled over the Razor Crest a few times, and he's, yeah, he, he seems to run across him and knows who he is and know, knew that he had friends in Navarro, Yeah, calls them in f- to, to help. And so, yeah, he's, Carson has been a really, really cool character, and I, I love <laughs> I love, I love seeing Sorry, him. Sorry, yeah. I'm just yeah, yeah. rewatching that scene when they walk into the bar. Yeah. And isn't it like the funniest thing to, to, to watch Grogu walk? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> his tiny feet. And yeah. Just like, you can tell he's like a like puppet and they're just moving around. And it's just, it's, it's funny. Yes. Well, so he, yeah, he, he hops up there in the bar and he's, he's just chowing down it's some food, great. you know? Yeah. Just enjoying the scenery, looking around, and he sees the IG. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the hunter droid uh, head, and so, and that I mean, that's a that's sort of a callback to the first episode, I which know. is yep. yeah, we wanted to kind of bring IG eleven. That was back. great, yes, that they finally brought him back, but as the the chief, not the chief, uh, the yeah, what was he, the new ranger? ranger? He's the he's What'd the ranger for 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 Navarro, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, that was really cool because right before that, um, grief is giving them a bit of land. This is where their cabin's going to be. He comes back, and the people of Navarro thank you and all that good stuff. Yes, is, your new marshal. Really cool. Yep, marshal. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Range sheriff, marshal, deputy. What yeah. you know, whatever he is. But yeah, that was that was really really cool. <clears throat> so they're now they're freelancers. 
yeah. Grogu and and uh, Din are freelancers for the New Republic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you think we're going to... I mean, I feel like this is a good setup for a time jump where we just have some time go by where they yeah. go on different missions or they have went, they have gone on different missions already. Grogu is a little bit more mature, has mm-hmm. learned a lot, and they can go forward with that. Yeah, He's well, had a bit of training. Yeah, I think one thing John Favreau said is that between episode two, and, or I'm sorry, season two and season three, mm-hmm. there were two years in real world time okay, that, okay. that passed by and so that was meant to be kind of like okay maybe two years went by he was training a little bit with luke which which mm-hmm. allows you to think that he was there longer with luke yeah we really don't know how long he was there star wars has done that before like it seems pretty quick in the movie when luke is with yoda in episode five but more time passes than what we realize okay maybe maybe, maybe yeah. not a lot but but more than just a few hours right. or days, yeah. <laughs> uh, weeks or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. where you have some good quality training go down. And he, I think he said that to kind of give their, for, for there to be more development, I guess, in Grogu. Um, right. But now moving on from season three to four, everything is going to pause for a bit because the Ahsoka mm-hmm. series is going to take us back in time a little bit, okay. I think. There's been some major rumors that we're going to flash back to, she, she may go to the world between worlds. And we may see um, some flashback scenes. Like she may, yeah, she may look through one of those portals and see an alternative situation or fight or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some major, like that (laughs) series, crazy, crazy. So we're not even really so sure what all they're going to show us there, how that's all going to work on the timeline. Because we'll go look at that and then she has to go get Sabine and it's like, okay, was that pre-Mandalorian happening? Is that why Sabine, you know, wh- where is Sabine and why is her family and, and she not a part of all, a lot of this Mandalorian stuff? Is right. she with Ahsoka? Right. So we're going to explain a lot of that. I think we're going to understand where she's been, what's going on and then it will catch us up to where, where we're at current time and then all of this. So a portion of Ahsoka series, I believe it is going to be filling in the gaps, telling some backstory. Yeah get us to a point where then we're moving forward and din and um din and din <laughs> din jarin and din grogu will be chilling out on navarro but yet we're gonna have they'll get a call at some point right yeah. how many how much time goes by maybe a year maybe two years whenever season four launches and, they, and, and we get that call i feel like they're not going to be in ahsoka but we're going to mm-hmm. get something at the end of that series where she may call for help yeah and so that allows a lot of time to go by if if you need it to. Yeah. So. And it would be really cool if we see even Sabine coming back to that planet, the world, the they reclaimed their planet, the, the man, a part of the Mandalorians. It's still not all of them, right? There's other families, fractions still yeah. Yeah, yeah. out there. I mean, man, I, definitely Sabine and her people. Right. I feel like she's gotten two groups, uh, two of the major groups okay. together. And then, uh, yeah, something more going to come up. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, just sure. like Sabine's family joining them and being like, whoa. Well, you- yeah, where were they? And what's yeah. what's going on? Because a part of the, they may have been there. We just don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like, gosh, when you look at the armor, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're there. And I haven't looked at the banners very closely. But the Wren family is... Who knows? We don't. We don't really know. I, mean, I don't think. I have to go do some research on that. There, I think they would have given you a, a better hint, a bigger hint, if they were supposed to be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that yeah. I, it would just be cool to see them later, later on, to join yes. up with the rest of the Mandalorians who are now on Mandalore. 
Right, right. And so while we're there and while we're talking about this connection to Ahsoka mm -hmm. and the time jump and different things, I want to bring up to um, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which is a thing that is coming out. And I don't know if I've talked a lot much about this like at all, but the rumor is this is how do I put this? Um, let's just see if we can find the description here and read it. So, yeah, Skeleton Crew follows the journey of four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe home planet then get lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy. Finding their way home and meeting unlikely allies and enemies will be a greater adventure uh, than they ever imagined. So one of the rumors and one of the things that has come out, I'm not sure if this came out at Star Wars Celebration or if this is just truly rumor, but Jude Law, who plays um, a younger Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he plays a lot of different characters. He's, he's a great actor. I uh, enjoy him quite a bit. It's rumored that he, and I this maybe is confirmed, and if it is, please let me know, friends, I, that he's a Jedi. Whoa. That he is a freaking Jedi. And this is, I think, based around the time of the events of right now. I think it's just like where it's going to pick up right after all this stuff has gone down in Mandalorian Season 3. It's it's in the new, it's based in, they're, I think they're on a New Republic planet. I don't know much about this at all, but... He is okay. sort of like the Jedi Master with these other younglings. Yeah. So on the Maybe. website, thedirect.com, okay, okay. that was posted April 7 this year. So just a few days ago. Okay. Jude Law makes his Star Wars debut. 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 Yep. In the first footage of Skeleton Crew from Star Wars Celebration. Right. Okay. So they. it sounds like they confirmed it. Sounds like, okay. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So... It's just really, for me, exciting. So it's a new take on Star Wars that is more than just a kid's show, they yeah. say. Even though it's got these young actors in it, uh, it's looking to be pretty awesome. So, yeah. Where it fits in, I'm not really sure. But we've had the Book of Boba Fett, which has been sort of a spinoff of The Mandalorian. We have um, the Ahsoka series, which has been kind of a spinoff in, in that Mandoverse. And, yeah, now we're heading in this direction with Star Wars Skeleton Crew. So... Do not know much about it. I kind of feel like... See, that's what I was wondering if they were going to do some little introduction. Here's the here's a clip, by the way. Or here's just, just an image that's been yes. released. So that's Jude Law right. dressed He's up. He Jedi. doesn't look like a Jedi but to he me. Is. The footage ultimately revealed that Jude Law's character is a Jedi with him using the Force to push some keys to the kids who are stuck in prison. Oh. That uh, seems to be a shot they revealed um okay okay so that's interesting because he, he could also be someone who is maybe not actually a jedi who who like was trained by other jedi he could be a force sensitive though okay yeah right if they yeah. just saw footage because i've been wondering about that like you know when ahsoka says there's not there's not many of us left in in her trailer and she's talking about jedi you've got like luke skywalker ahsoka who was trained by jedi ezra mm -hmm. bridger who was trained by jedi Apparently, you've got this dark Jedi, Balon, and his right. apprentice, Shin. So where did they come from? What's their backstory? I think that's more of a... I have a theory about that. Well, many folks have a theory. Some people think that's Obi-Wan Kenobi's brother. Remember I told you that? Yes. They think Obi-Wan Kenobi had a brother and was picked up by... Because he says that he... Yeah, Obi-Wan confirmed in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that he thinks he had a yeah. brother. Yeah. And people are like, well, why make that reference? Why even say that? Just to... Why does it matter? And then right. here's this guy who looks like Obi Wan a little bit. He's got the beard. It's just it's kind of funny. Um, he looks more like Alec Guinness. And yeah, anyway, whatever, whatever. So I don't know that he's a Jedi. I think I think Jude Law's character is probably. And if I'm wrong, guys, and they flat out said that, cool. If he has the Force, he's Force sensitive, mm -hmm. and maybe he could even use a lightsaber and or any other weapon, right. And be really good at it. 
but does that mean he's a Jedi and was trained by other Jedi and is a part of the Order at one point, or was, or is is a part of Luke's Jedi Order, for example? Because they're saying this takes place in 9 ABY, which means... Like, did Luke train anybody before we see him train Grogu? That's another big question. We we see him train Grogu and start to build his academy. But before he did that, did he come across a couple other adult Force-sensitive individuals and give them some training, perhaps? Well, like, yeah. This article says that the Mandalorian showrunner, John Favre, Favreau, mm-hmm. already hinted at a possible skeleton crew crossover with Din Djarin and Grogu in future seasons. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hinted at. Hinted, okay. Yeah. He didn't confirm it. He hinted at it. Right, okay, okay. See, what I'm thinking is, like, like, remember I told you the other day we were talking about Legends and how they could pull some things from Legends? You know, when Luke sets up his, like, the Young Jedi Academy is, like, Leia's children, and it's this whole different group of younglings mm-hmm. that were truly younger, and and he could grow them from a young age and, and, and develop their Force powers. But what starts off, what happens is Jedi Search in the old sort of legend series. So Luke is searching for other force sensitives and reading stories and learning about uh, things that were unexplainable, people who had the the, the power of the force. Right, and he traveled right. in his Jedi search to those individuals and brought them back to Yavin 4, I believe, and the which was an old Jedi or Sith temple, I think, and they, they trained there. But I don't know if they're going to make that you know, have maybe hint that he had a few lessons with Luke or something. That would be cool. Yes. That would be really neat to know that there were other Jedi masters that Luke had passed his powers on to. Yes. And who had who had trained and maybe knighted as Jedi well before he starts an academy that is destroyed later. Right. Yeah. That gives me a lot of hope because it seems silly to think that he wouldn't do that, that he wouldn't pass on what he had learned and that he what has he been doing this whole time? Yeah. You know? Like really, what is he is it just been searching for yeah. artifacts and just trying to to learn more about the force and he didn't come across any other force individuals? you know force sensitive individuals and stuff it just for me this is an opportunity to make this guy someone who trained briefly with luke who had force powers and is a jedi that would be awesome if they said that to me i don't even need to you know you just say it and i'm (laughs) i'm in you got me locked locked and loaded so let's go yeah uh yeah but that's a that's a cool series that's going to be coming up so yeah this is the so let's get into your your thoughts i guess or maybe i'll start right so Mm -hmm. just talking about big picture predictions yeah. You ready to do this? Yes. This is going to get wild. This is something I just love to do, and I can just off the cuff talk to you guys about that. I love hearing your guys' thoughts, too. So if you have transmissions, please send them in because I am so pumped and so happy with what they're doing in the Mandoverse that it yeah. is, it's it's starting to all kind of come together. There's tiebacks into Mount Tantis with Bad Batch. Like, they're, they're actually tying the gap mm-hmm. between three and four together with the gap between six and seven. And that's what I've always wanted is just really good tie throughs and and connections reward your viewer your reader your comic book reader your whatever yeah like reward them with connections to characters that we care about right right and yeah so anyway i i think we're sitting on navarro and we're gonna get a call we're gonna get an assignment that is you know i think carson is gonna call him at some point and say hey we need you here and here's an assignment which will lead him somewhere else or, 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 or whatever. We're first going to get the Ahsoka series, which is going to set up Thrawn's return, right? Yes. It's, it's going to be the return of Thrawn. And it was hinted at here in the Shadow Council that the secrecy of his return and when he comes back, everything, I feel like he's going to have the New Republic on their heels and they will need right. every single person that they can get. Luke Skywalker will have to answer the call, right? 
he will have to answer the call. There is just no way. Yeah. There's no way that True. Thrawn comes back with the Imperial Remnant and just is full bore bringing back Jedi and going nuts. So I'm also going to enter into, if you ever wanted to read Heir to the Empire and you're you're not so, you haven't or you have or whatever, here are some spoilers for it. So if you don't want that to be spoiled, pop off now, all right, and come back later. But the Balon, this Jedi... And Shin, right, the apprentice. I have a feeling that they've been awakened or summoned or somehow create or somehow are connected to Thrawn. Yeah. Thrawn in Heir to the Empire gets is able to use a Jedi. It is either that he is using Ezra Bridger as his master Sabaoth, or he is using this Balon character, a dark Jedi, who he can kind of control and who wanted an apprentice or something. There's gonna be some of that dynamic there as well. And Thrawn is going to come back and literally have the New Republic on the ropes. Yeah. He is going to be taking control of the galaxy, winning back some of these borderland region worlds. Mm-hmm. And right now the New Republic is going in the opposite direction. They are they're literally getting rid of their fleet. Right? We've seen that, yeah. right? So Dr. Pershing was destroying all this old technology. They're deassembling the the Alliance fleet and the Imperial fleet as yeah. fast as they can while the Imperial remnant is out there growing in the shadows and Thrawn is coming back. They're making mistakes. Right. And so when they come back, it's going to be bad. Thrawn is coming back with a vengeance because he's preparing the galaxy for something even greater than himself. He's really not coming in to just dominate the galaxy. He's coming in to control it, to strengthen it, and to do what he thinks is best to prepare for something beyond yeah. Uh, himself. And that may be, we're going to, it's rumored, we're going to a place called the Beyond. Um, Whoa. Yeah, well, then Ahsoka will go there, and that's where Thrawn Whoa. has been. And that's where <laughs> Ezra has been, and they have seen, maybe identified, a threat. So the villain we think Thrawn is, I think he will be very villainous at first, but I, I want yeah. folks to pay attention, and I'm sorry if this is a spoiler. I don't know. I think in the end he will be a guardian. I think he will be someone who is trying to fight for the galaxy in a different way. Now, they might not incorporate all that Timothy Zahn stuff from the books, but I just think there, yeah, there's going to be something. See, in the in the Heir to the Empire trilogy, Thrawn really was more of a bad guy, and he really yeah. was just yeah. coming back to to sort of um, bring the Empire back to full strength. And we didn't have all this other backstory from Timothy Zahn at the time. Right, So, yeah, I think there's going to be, I don't know, I just feel like many heroes will have to emerge. They're going to have to bring out some pretty epic folk. That would be awesome. Right? To get different heroes from different shows and movies to get fighting together to, yeah. Yeah, almost like an Avengers moment where mm-hmm. Thrawn yes. is the big bad guy and you're going to need all the Mandalorians, you're going to need uh, Grogu, you're going to need Luke Skywalker, Mon Mothma, uh, who we've seen in the Andor series. She's in the Ahsoka series, so she is leading the New Republic. Uh, maybe they'll be a Leia referent. Maybe they'll bring in Leia there. Maybe maybe a yes. young Han Solo. or not, yeah, Who knows? Maybe a Han Solo. <laughs> Lando Calrissian, they're still talking about that series. I just feel like they could do a lot with this mm-hmm. and we'll just have to, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I am, I'm intrigued by it all. And I think it's a really good setup and we're going to learn a lot about the force and we're going to learn a lot about what Thrawn and Ezra have been up to yes, in the Ahsoka series. Yes, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, do you have any just, I guess, general thoughts? I don't have anything, anything specific, but hopes, wants, or uh, any 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 predictions, things that you think might be coming after this, I guess. I would love to see, like you said, a tie-in with other shows. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Grogu 
it's hard to do this to pull this off because he's growing so slowly. Yes, yes. Compared to to all the people around him. But to show a little bit of maturity, more maturity. I know. That's why you're wanting the time jump, right? You're wanting... A little bit, yeah. A few years to go by. Yeah. Yes, that would be awesome. But I know they can't do a whole lot with that. But just, you know, hear him try to make him talk a little bit. That would be fun. Yeah. Even though I love what they do with his expressions and and little cooing and stuff. But he's already... We have already seen him grow through this season so Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. So I, I really hope we see... I don't know. Just, just more of Grogu and and yeah. his um, development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> um, I, I yeah. just along that line, I want to say too. I hope that he does speak more. Uh, I my vision for him. I know a lot of people want to see him do all these epic things. The and during this whole time, all the way up until the Force Awakens, I, Grogu for me is just is just someone who is um, he's a child yeah. during all of these events. Yeah, and when the future of star wars is grogu so when they go even beyond the ray series grogu i believe mm-hmm. will be there grogu does not go back to luke's academy and die like everyone thought mm-hmm. people were theorizing like oh look, i can't believe that they sent grogu to luke's academy which is going to get destroyed by ben solo come on folks they're not that that's no that's yeah. not that and that didn't even so he goes there and he's already gone but even if he would have stayed there he grows up and can move to somewhere else or go on a mission with somebody and be off world he doesn't have to be there it's yeah. so simple and short-sighted to think that you know there that all that everyone was destroyed or nothing else happened they just didn't tell us they just did not tell us that part yet like right. look at the mandalorian now and how many times did like we learn something in the series that we didn't know before that's the whole point right is that when you're a writer or you're a storyteller you're giving the audience what you want to know you're holding things back there are other yeah. doors that you could open and you will later with other projects you know you're like wow i didn't know that grogu was out doing this grand adventure in the unknown regions with Thrawn during the time of the sequels. That very well could be what they're all out there doing, fighting another battle or doing something crazy that takes them off the chessboard. It's the same thing with Thrawn. Well, why wasn't Thrawn there in episode four, five, and six? Well, okay, he wasn't created yet. And also... But there is an explanation for why he's... Why he's not like there. Like, not in the same place, but yes. he's out there. Exactly. Yeah. That's what Rebels did, where they brought yeah. Thrawn back in, and Dave Filoni said, here we go. I've got a couple other Jedi who I'm going to throw at you, Kanan yeah. and Ezra. And then <laughs> Ezra uses the Force and takes Thrawn off the chessboard. I he know. is not someone that they can use anymore, which is which is awesome. So, another interesting... I know you're in your predictions right now. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I'm on my rant. The spot has been running, so yeah. it's running away with me right now. Um... <laughs> In the the Heir to the Empire series, I want to put put a plug in here for folks who like to write theories, maybe want to send something in, transmissions, whatever. The um, Jeruah Sabaoth is... So what Thrawn says, one of the reasons why the in that series, in its legends, one of the reasons why the fleet fell apart and why they lost so terribly at the Battle of Endor is because once Palpatine was beat, they no longer had the coordination and the power of Emperor Palpatine working through their fleet yeah battle meditation meaning that palpatine was in battle meditation connecting people making them more efficient making giving them a willpower to 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 uh, kind of go beyond and and to keep them coordinated so thrawn is going i think he's going to use a jedi in some way to coordinate his forces even more yeah and that's that was some of the the bit there i wanted to kind of weave into my prediction because i think that is a really cool component that 
that they could bring about. And it was just interesting that uh, we just heard that the other day in Heir to the Empire, where he was like, yeah, one of the reasons Pelion, as he reflected, he was like, yeah, okay, things did change. Once we felt, we actually felt a release. We felt like they almost had come awake a little bit in terms of Palpatine's presence was gone. Yeah. And he had been sort of controlling and giving energy and dark side power to the fleet. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Crazy. But sorry, I don't want to interrupt your thoughts, though. Anything else? Any other big wishes, takeaways and, and things? Um, um, you know, Something that I just thought about, because this season really resolved the whole, the Mandalorian, this whole show is called The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And now we see what the Mandalorian people were up to and how they mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. their planet back. Um, we got the backstory. It's almost like, okay, that is, feels like it's done. Good. Yeah. Good. Closed. Yes. Case closed. Almost. I mean, there's a lot to do on the planet and stuff, but right. I was wondering, is that, have you ever interpreted the title as this is the Mandalorian about Din Djarin or is it about the Mandalorian Din Grogu? Din Grogu. Yeah, wow. Because that's, now he yes. is officially, we always were speculating, is he part Mandalorian because of Din? Because Din showed him some stuff and taught uh-huh, him about uh-huh. the culture. But is he actually a Mandalorian? Because he's not really, like his actual parents are not Mandalorians. Yeah, right, right. So now he is a an adopted child of a Mandalorian and he's in a Mandal- he is a Mandalorian apprentice. Yes. So, yeah, that's a great one. That is that is a great one. Will he be a Mandalorian Jedi years from now? Will they call him like when he let's just okay, hold on. Let's picture in our minds for a second 200 years in the future. Mm-hmm. 200. Go 300 or 4. It doesn't matter. Right. Because Yoda lived 900 years old, right? So, let's say he's in his prime at 400 years from now and he walks into some epic moment and people turn and they look and they say, "Who's that?" Yeah. The Mandalorian. I know. That's the Mandalorian. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that guy, he's the Mandalorian. Yeah, and he carries on some legacy or whatever cuz who knows what's going to happen with right. Mandalorians. I feel like they've shown us that they're going to, you know, they they've come back together united in that they're they've they've survived so many different almost extinctions or purges or whatever and now yes. here they are kind of coming back together. But I like that. I like thinking about him as the Mandalorian and I can see I've seen some fan art where they've put like a helmet on him with his ears sticking <laughs> out and then some helmets actually have the ears included in there which yeah. is different but either way I think it's um it's That's pretty cool. funny it's yeah. pretty funny to see to see that so his, his ears seemed to tuck right inside of IG12 so he was fine he, I know. <laughs> he got right in there and they kind of bent around and he did his thing so yeah I don't know I like that I think um it is it's about Din Djarin and it's about Din Grogu yeah and it's about them as a family moving forward as these Mandalorians so but yeah we've really got to start seeing Grogu as a Mandalorian mm-hmm. because that's I know. that's where he's at he did not walk the way of the Jedi he walked the way of the Mandalorian he chose to so yeah yeah which is freaking awesome so um, okay, I want to mention too, real quick, uh, we do have coming up on May the 4th, Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Now, that's the Star Wars anime uh, stuff mm-hmm. that we saw was it a year, year and a half ago. And it's really cool. I've shown you a few things. It's just really crazy, kind of small, short stories. They released that oh, yeah, all at yeah, once. Yeah. Right, yeah. That was fun to watch. Yes. I like short stories like that. Right. I liked that one, and I liked the Tales of the Jedi. That was awesome. Yes, Tales of the Jedi. They're actually coming out. It was announced as well, too, that they're going to be doing a Tales of the Jedi sort of 
volume two as well. Let's so go. that's really cool. But most recently we're coming up, we have Star Wars Visions and then we'll have mm-hmm. Star Wars uh, Young Jedi Adventures, which is just an animated TV series. That's really for younger, a younger audience. Uh, Star Wars, the Ahsoka TV series, August uh, 2023. That's coming out. Now, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, um, they say possibly 2024. I even heard late 2023, but okay. maybe 2024, you know. So there we go with that. Uh, Star Wars Andor will be next August, it looks like. They kind of said that in Star Wars Celebration, con- relatively confirmed that date. And then Star Wars Acolyte, that's the big one mm-hmm. that's coming out in 2024. And it looks like they. I mean, they really hyped it up during Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. And it looked good. It looked really, I mean, just the way, like the way they were talking about it. And we saw, um, if you look, you can find a leaked sort of, um, there's a couple of things that leaked from Star Wars Celebration. So if you guys want to go look those things up, like there's one thing about Sabine, which I'm not going to mention right now. I'll mention to Lottie later Mm -hmm. that that we see. And that's not Acolyte. Sorry, that was like the Ahsoka. (laughs) No, but there's the Ahsoka uh extra there's an extra bit that was so only shown at star wars celebration people have cell phone video of it right right and then the acolyte if you look for it you'll be able to find some of the stuff that they showed for that do they plan for that do they know okay some people are going to film this and oh yeah 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 yeah. they'll take it down i think if they see it officially on a star on like growing in terms of views on um on youtube they'll take it down okay yeah and your whole channel can get you know striked for that or something so definitely not worth it (laughs) i don't think so anyway but friends, overall, I enjoyed the finale. I, yes, I me did too. thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was really good, and I think that the action was was good. It, it does provide some resolution, and then as you know, uh, Andrew's son pointed out, yeah, it's, we're still kind of on a cliffhanger in terms of like, there's more, there's more stuff to do. We're resolved on the front porch of our cabin fishing, yes. but there is more coming, and we have more questions. We have questions about. Bo-Katan and, and the and Mandalore and what they're doing and new the New Republic what's what's really going on in terms of Thrawn and the, and the bigger picture so yeah what are the Mandalorians going to do about their atmosphere and and all the right bad weather <laughs> yeah that will be their whole foot they won't be doing anything other than I think rebuilding their world and, and trying to bring and it just back live to live underground and and have their underground garden gardens and who I mean know. who knows I don't know yeah they're gonna they're maybe, gonna do a, a Moria uh what did I say? Moria? Moria? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, like the Mines oh, yeah. of Moria city. Live underground? Yeah, yeah, sure. They could. They absolutely could. Like a dwarven kingdom I, style. And they did for, for I mean, yeah, actually they, that was, that was something that they, they had, they did have their dome city and they had right, some, right. Uh, some above ground stuff, but yeah, largely underground. And then we did see life coming back though. Remember we saw the caves in this episode where they had I know. Uh, gardens I and stuff. I thought that was great. Yeah. Some of the dormant species had been reawoken and then plant life and things that the, the indigenous sort of uh, plant life was coming back yeah. which was which was cool so yeah i feel good about it and i the only thing that i, I was hesitating on was like man where's that little like cliff where's the little sort of uh connection to ahsoka mm-hmm. or you know jude law getting on the holocron and show you know something <laughs> so, somebody yeah. just calling in for help yeah. like a like a distress yeah. call and mando gets it and he's like oh, time to go yeah. right and they're going on that next adventure but this was fine this was really good i just thought they were going to do it that's all yeah so yeah no. they've given us plenty i as is not ever going to complain about they gave us plenty so they yes. gave me r5 running around like yes a, yeah. great like a great I and mean, he was 
wild. So, all right, friends. Hey, um, thank you guys so much, though, for listening, for supporting. If you want to come hang out with us again on uh, May 26th, uh, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, love to have you. Links down in the description. So some of our patrons, some people over from Shell Cottage Radio will be there as well, too. And just a good hangout. Bring your spot. You got all that good stuff. Uh, we also might be on May the 4th doing something as well. I might be just going live. I know Jedi uh, Survivor is coming out next Friday. So Cameron and I will probably be playing that, chatting. We might go live and hang out there if you want to come on a Friday, Saturday night, just playing, just hanging out or whatever. So that will be uh, that will be happening. And yeah, we'll hear what the story is there. There may be some big news in the Cal Kestis story. Ooh. So yeah, we'll find I out. I want to watch the story. Yeah, yeah. You can watch me struggle through and try to complete the uh, the story missions. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at video games. <laughs> anyway, all right. Hey, friends, thank you guys so much. Uh, again, we appreciate you. If you have thoughts, theories, send those in. Send them over to either... I check two places, Instagram, Star Wars Hangout 77, or the Gmail, Star Wars uh, Hangout 77 at gmail.com. Friends, with that, have a wonderful day. And as always, remember, this, this is, is the, the way. way. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.